Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Oh, we are back once again, ladies and gentlemen. It is Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man and as joining me. And as joining me. Wow, brother. That's Cooper, by the way. Joining him as always. There we go. Is Cooper. What's up, I'm Cooper. Are you? I think so. I hope so. Me too. If not, you got a weird dude in your office. (laughs) I always have a weird dude in my office. (laughs) 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 All right. So let's get to this, brother. How about some football tonight? That's right. It is that time again. Tuesday football talk. I'm so excited. We had an awesome weekend of NFL, co- NFL college, NFL play. Wow, I'm not with it right now, apparently. I'm too excited. Though we also did have the national championship last night, and it was a slobber knocker. Yes, it was. So let's go ahead and we're going to start off with that. We're going to go ahead and provide the score from that game. That was Alabama 52, Ohio State 24. Woo! Alabama, roll tie. Just because I don't like that Ohio State. I don't think they should have made it that far, but that's just me. That is just you. All right, man. We're going to go ahead and give a quick update on what the scores were from this past NFL wildcard weekend, and then we'll hit some notes that we have. First up, we had the Colts heading up to Buffalo, taking on the Buffalo Bills, and they also just went ahead and circled the wagon because no one does circle the wagon like, like the, the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Bills. Winning 27-24 over those Colts. The Los Angeles Rams went up to Seattle and took down the mighty Seahawks 30-20. Woo! I'm excited. My defense was lit that day. Yes, they were, dude. It was a exciting game to watch and just uh just so many crazy things went on with that game but i'm sure yeah. we'll get into it yeah all right next up the tampa bay buccaneers had to travel to washington because god only knows why the nfl keeps their playoff system this way because the team with the worst record gets a home game just because they won their division whoop de flipping do anyways the buccaneers did beat washington 31 23 on Sunday, the Baltimore Ravens traveled to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Ravens beating the Titans 20-13, to giving Lamar Jackson his first playoff victory. So congratulations, Lamar Jackson, on getting your first playoff victory. It's going to be a little bit difficult, though, when you have to go to Buffalo next weekend. Yeah, good luck with that. 
Yep. The Chicago Bears traveled to New Orleans to take on the Saints in the Nickelodeon wildcard playoff game. That's right, this game was actually aired on Nickelodeon. Wow. Well, also on regular television, too, but they did have a fun slime Nickelodeon weird thing. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I was at work, actually, so I couldn't watch it, but the Bears ended up losing uh, 21-9, though Nickelodeon valuable player was the losing quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. Not sure if the kids knew what they were voting for there. And they want to lower the voting age to 16. <laughs> There's my call right there against why it should not be lowered well, to 16. But in true, true fashion, true actuality, you know, Nickelodeon is pretty much for younger kids. So if you're 16 <laughs> and older and watching Nickelodeon... I what mean, were you doing at 16? Watching Nickelodeon, my point. Spongebob. Exactly. And uh, Case in point. Let's see here. Uh, Ren and Stimpy. Case in point. But still, I'm saying... Case in point. Like, case most of the kids that watch Nickelodeon are... Case in point. My daughter's age. Still, case in point. Case in point. All right. And the shocker of the weekend, the Cleveland Browns went to Pittsburgh and completely and utterly decimated the Pittsburgh Steelers. Even though they only lost by 11, this game really wasn't even close from the onset. 48-37. This game was crazy, dude. And oh my gosh. Ah, Roethlisberger, he he tried. He tried. But he, yeah, failed. They were down 28-0 after one quarter. A quarter. They were down 28 All started off on the very first play. Oh. Oh. Yeah, well, let's not bring up the nightmare anymore, man. Let's go uh, ahead and... Uh, I know, I just... I, yeah, Yeah. let's go ahead and switch gears and talk about some notes we had from the college football. Well, basically our last college football notes, unless something major happens between now and the start of next season. First up, as we talked about, number one, Alabama proved once and for all they were the best team in the nation as they rolled number three, Ohio State, 52-24. Heisman winner Devontae Smith had a great first half as he caught 12 caught twelve passes for 215 yards and three touchdowns. However, Smith would be injured in the second half and miss the rest of the game, which unfortunately was um, probably why this game actually didn't get more out of hand than what it could have been since uh, they couldn't guard Smith in the second quarter period. Excuse me. Uh, uh, it was a hand injury that left him uh, out for the rest of the game. Mac. Yeah, Mac Jones had a great game though, finishing thirty-five of forty-six for six. Uh, sorry, four hundred sixty-four yards and five touchdowns, proving why he won the Davy O'Brien Trophy. Cooper, your thoughts on number one Alabama rolling the Buckeyes? Did we call it or did we call it? Oh, we I called mean, that. I mean, uh, though I did realize last night after the game that I forgot to post that TikTok. Uh, yeah, so we don't. Well, but we had it. We had it on last dead. week. We had it on last week's. We called this before, so the TikTok doesn't matter because we already called it. We still called it. We still so. called it, so we called it on last week's episode. Um, yeah, I, I think it's cool. I mean, so many great players are, are getting ready to go to the NFL, and we got to watch a great game. So, I mean, hey. Yep. It was awesome, sauce. All right, man, next up, the uh, NCAA Division One Council pundit on the day that they were supposed to meet up and vote on the name, image, and likeness bill. 
that has been recently passed. The NCAA was supposed to vote yesterday, January 11th. The vote was universally approved um, was to universally approve measures for college athletes to gain uh, or to get monetary gains for the use of their name, image, and likeness. The council was also to vote for changes uh, for athletes transferring to a different college. The council still council still plans to uh, meet soon and uh, vote and do the voting for uh, both measures. But sources say there was a need for more information to be gathered uh, to properly vote. As it is expected, though, to pass the new rules either way. Cooper, your thoughts on the NCAA Division One Council pushing back their vote that they actually set up to do to yesterday? Uh, it, it really sucks that they're pushing back because this this not only helps, you know, um, I think game creators really want this, and I think a lot of people really do too because, I mean, think about it. If they had the rights do they like this and whatnot, they would be able to actually do video games like the NCAA game again. That would right. be that would be great. And not only that, but if proceeds went actually to said university, wherever they're at or whatever, mm-hmm. went to a foundation that was a charity or something, so that it's not directly going to that person, right. maybe it'd be a lot easier. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there when they uh, inter- re-intervene and vote on that. Probably going to be towards yeah, the spring. Yeah, soon, man. Yeah, it's probably more than likely going to be the spring. That's usually when they are next set up for their council meetings. Is usually around springtime. So we'll see what happens, though. Of course, they could always meet next month. You never know. They could have an emergency um, voting process in that case. All right. Um, and finally, of course, the college football playoff committee may feel that their playoff was a success, but anything, it was anything but... The Ohio State Buckeyes saved him with the upset over Clemson, but Notre Dame was no match for Alabama, who was then rolled by Ohio State. Or who then rolled Ohio State? Um, it's becoming more and more obvious that the expansion of the playoffs is going to be a, nece- uh, a necessity. Um, I believe, you know, I already predicted my uh, gave out my solution um, would be the best, but it's also going to be the hardest to work out all the details to get it done right. Um, though there does seem to be a push eventually to have an eight-team playoff that features conference champs of the Power Five as auto bids and three at-large bids. Um, that seems to be gaining steam among a lot of um, of the college football pugnants. Uh, let's see here. Where did I leave off? Ah, of course, um, with this, though, there will always still be the disagreements and also disgruntlement of multiple teams from the same conference getting in despite not winning the conference championship, i.e. SEC getting two teams, even though one of them didn't win the SEC conference championship. Um, I believe the best way to go about it, though, would be if they do go to this eight-team playoff, would be for the Power Five conference champions to have the auto bids. And then three at-large bids um, should go to the top three conference winners of the non-Power Five conferences. Or you can do two of those in the highest-ranking independent school, i.e. that would still be technically Notre Dame, uh, BYU, I believe Army is still one, and there's another one I just can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but those would be those uh, teams that could still get an at-large bid. Cooper, your thoughts on the college football playoff and the committee? Yeah, I like your idea. We've, we've talked about your idea for... Yeah, the eight super conferences. Yes, we've been talking about this and for then a just long division time. Teams. Um, I mean, conference champions getting in only. So, yeah, something needs to be done because... The way it's the way it's set up is just it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So something needs to be done. I hope they figure something out soon because 
you know, it's not fair to the, the like like we've talked about the unranked teams that they go undefeated and things like that. So, yeah. I mean, it's not fair to them if they can't even make a playoff. So right, and yeah, if you go undefeated. Oh, but you're not as good as this team that didn't win their conference championship. Yeah, because what? Because the team has more prestige than you. Yeah, that's it. Just it makes no sense. It makes no sense. I mean, I can understand going with the, with the uh, what they're planning on probably going with, which is the eight, with the five automatic bids for the conference champions and the power five, and then three at large bids. But like I said, that's gonna still be a problem because you're gonna have people who are not gonna like the SEC getting two teams. Or the ACC getting two teams. Even if the Pac-12 got two teams, no one's going to like getting a second team from a conference when you have, uh, maybe you have four undefeated um, non-power conference teams. Maybe you have like a Cincinnati in one conference, UCF in another conference, and I don't know, maybe the Mountain West has an undefeated, and then, I don't know, someone from the Sunbelt uh, Sunbelt Conference or something is undefeated. And And you're sitting there just like, what are we doing? Yeah, sometimes, and not only that, but we also talked about how this would give them unranked teams. It would give them more prestige. It would give their recruiting system more prestige. Yeah, all of that. Well, that's why we went with well, we like mine because it was eight super conferences, geographically sensible, where everybody had to be in a conference, and that means all these small teams now have a little bit more playing an even playing field in recruiting because, hey, you could go to there to be, you know, to get the spotlight, but we're in a conference, quote-unquote, to be highlighted. You know, and like a lot of said, a lot of those small schools can get probably star athletes to stay closer to home because they go, well, I got to go to Bama or I got to go to Florida or I got to go to Georgia and Clemson. I got to go to Michigan, Ohio State, only because I got to be seen. I got to be shown. But yeah, and they bypass the small school even though their family's like we'd really like you to stay close to home and it makes it a lot easier if you're there because we can't travel you know especially with this pandemic no one could travel oh yeah really um this college football season not that some places you really couldn't have fans anyways but the point was um what was it um herbert uh not herbert uh shuck's mom couldn't go up to eugene to see shuck play yeah because of travel restrictions but when they played in the fiesta bowl since he was there and they had some fan allowance, then she was able to finally see her son play a game in person. And it's just, I mean, obviously, there's Arizona schools he could have chosen and still been close to home and it would have been okay then. But, I mean, the point is he it's just restrictive the way it is. And I don't, I just don't like how restrictive it is. It's, it's really a pain. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll get over this COVID stuff soon. Uh, not yeah. quite sure. COVID needs to get over yeah, it needs itself. To go <laughs> needs to get over itself. I'm tired of its bullcrap. All right, man. We're going to hit switch gears and talk about some NFL notes that we have from the weekend. Let's do it. This past week. Well, it didn't take long. The same day that Doug Peterson met with team owner Jeffrey Lurie, who uh, he was relieved of his duties as head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. This comes as no surprise as rumors swirled that the relationship between the coach and quarterback Carson Wentz was destroyed, um, and it appeared that the coach's relationship with young QB Jalen Hurts had also taken a hit when Hurts was benched for backup quarterback Nate Sudfield late in the Eagles' final game against Washington, um, even though the game still seemed to be winnable if Hurts had remained in the game. 
This move may have saved the trade request from Wentz. However, it will remain to be seen if the new coach will want to stick with Wentz or move forward with either Jalen Hurts or a new QB from this year's draft. The Eagles do currently sit at six overall in the draft and could potentially move up for a quarterback or one could fall to them. Cooper, your thoughts on Jeffrey Lurie and the Eagles moving on from Doug Peterson as head coach? Uh, it's probably for the better. For yeah. the team, for the organization, for you know them players as a whole. Because honestly, why why bench your star quarterback? Right. Like I don't get it. Um, maybe they had some some sort of beef going on. I don't know, but uh, you know the point of the matter is to win games. If you're not winning games, you're gonna get fired, and that's just it. So, yeah. I mean, we we see it all the time. So. Absolutely, man. All right. Sticking with the NFC East, or NFC least as it was this past year, the Dallas Cowboys last week fired defensive coordinator Mike Nolan. Uh, they set up Zoom interviews and liked what they had heard from former Atlanta head coach Dan Quinn, and he went to Dallas to meet, uh, have in-person meetings. It was reported about 6 p.m. last night uh, that Dan Quinn was named the new defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Quinn did have success as a defensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks as he helped the team reach back-to-back Super Bowls, winning one. Uh, he led the Falcons to a Super Bowl appearance, but the team blew a 28-3 lead to the New England Patriots in the following season. The, and following that season, the team really never seemed to recover from the loss. Cooper, your thoughts on the Cowboys and their new defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn? You really want my thoughts? It's the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, really? Do we have to make them better? Please, please, just can they just stay, you know, at that kind of idle, you know, idle position, you know, where they kind of do okay, but they never really get there anymore. You bring this guy in there, we're going to have problems. I'm not going to like seeing the Cowboys in the playoffs. Man, like, it's going to matter. They haven't even been to the Super Bowl in 25 years. Come on. Oh, how can we still call them America's team? I never thought they should have been America's team in the first place, but you know, I digress. Yep. Let's move on before we Let, start. Let's do problems. it before we get in trouble. All right. We may have a first in NFL history in the divisional round of the playoffs as the Green Bay Packers have signed Jared Veld here from the Colts practice squad. Why is this a significant one, my ass? Well, Veld here was elevated to the Colts' 53 man roster and started for them in the team's wildcard game at left tackle. But since the Colts did not sign Veldeer to their 53-man roster, he was still eligible to be plucked off the Colts practice squad. Thus, he is now signed to the Green Bay Packers 53-man roster. If Veldeer plays, it will be the first player in NFL history to play for two different teams in the same postseason. Cooper, your thoughts on possible NFL history happening this weekend? How crazy is that, dude? Right? That's just nuts. What a loophole. I know, right? (laughs) I mean, it's like, what the freak, dude? That That is pretty cool. So, yeah. we'll see what happens with it. That, uh, that's that's interesting news. Yeah, it is. It's going to make, uh, for one um, interesting thing, uh, one of the article I read, which you can find on ESPN.com, the article was talking about um, Veldir was brought in. He could be set up to be the top backup in the rotation if uh, need be. Some are suggesting he might actually start at tackle. Um for them because uh, uh, David Bakhtiari did get hurt and is out for the remainder of the postseason um, for the Packers. So he could either start at left or right tackle for them. 
And uh, they say that it might help get them push uh, their guy who's out at right tackle right now back to his natural position of guard. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Definitely interesting, dude. Uh, that's 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 unprecedented right there, dude. That's pretty cool. It so. is, man. All right. So after a crazy, exciting, and kind of a head-scratching Super Wild Card weekend, the divisional round is set. On Saturday, it will be the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Green Bay Packers on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. The primetime game will be the Baltimore Ravens going up against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Sunday's games are just as exciting as the Cleveland Browns look to keep their momentum going against the high-powered Kansas City Chiefs. Go Kansas City. And the primetime game, of course, will be Breeze versus Brady 3 as the New Orleans Saints host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There could be potential upsets abound. There also just as likely could be favorites, which is every home team, could run the table. It will be a great weekend of playoff football for sure. Cooper, your thoughts on the division round? Anything? The Chiefs better beat the Browns. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Hey, Chiefy. Hey, Chiefy. We better not need a bigger boat. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I am still in shock about that game. <laughs> I know you are. I know. Like, literally, I was, I was about ready to throw in the towel, mm. hang my jersey up, and join big man with the uh, Rams. Because uh, I've been a big Steelers fan my whole life, but that game right there was just wow. Right. It was Absolutely heart-wrenching, really. I mean, I'm not even a Steelers fan, and I'm just watching this going, what is this? Who are these people in these black and yellow jerseys? Mm-hmm. It did not feel like Pittsburgh at all whatsoever. Not at all. Um, all right, man. So, obviously, you're rooting for Kansas City to beat Cleveland. Uh, give me your prediction on Rams-Packers at Lambeau Field. Honest prediction. This is gonna be a tough one, bro. Um, I say if the defense shows up like they did against Seattle, against Seattle, I say Aaron Rodgers is gonna have a problem on his hands. I do too. Uh, but if they can't show up like they did last weekend, then uh, you know, the line is six and a half for Green Bay as favorites. I think the Rams. I don't know if the Rams are gonna win. But I do believe we'll it's come under good, that. Yeah, it's going to be a good game, dude. Yeah. So. I don't see us losing by a touchdown. I um, think we're going to be in that game. The only thing that really concerns me about this game also is the quarterback situation. Um, you know, Goff obviously really sucked Yeah. for the whole game. Yeah. And no one could really be mad at him. He, he did have thumbs up. I will foam. So, we'll see what happens with this game. But, uh, honestly, like I said, if the defense shows up and they can hold hold Aaron Rodgers, I think they got a chance. If not, then, you know, it's going to be the other way around. All right. Uh, Give me your prediction for Brady Breeze 3. Do the Saints sweep the Buccaneers? Or do the Buccaneers finally get off the schneid and move on to the conference championship game? I don't know, man. It's the playoffs. It's Tom Brady, and uh, he always seems to get away with a lot more. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, I um, I really don't want to see him going to the you know 
moving forward in it. But if he does, he does. If not, you know, go breezy. <laughs> Just go breezy. go breezy. All right, and of course, I forgot the uh, Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills. Who you got? I want to see the Bills. I want, I want the Bills to take it. I don't like. I don't like the Ravens. Never have. That's true. That I should have known you were just going to pick the Bills anyways because ne- that's a rival. Never have. <laughs> you know, even when uh, old Ray Lewis was with the Ravens, I really hated him then because they were good. So there you go. He's like, man, I respect Ray Lewis's game, but <laughs> F the Ravens, man. And I loved his uh, entrance all the time. He was just crazy, dude. Yeah. All right, man. So that will do it for us. Of course, uh, I pretty much have the same thing, same lineup. I believe the Rams can have a chance, but we'll see. Uh, I do believe they'll cover the spread, though. So they do that either by winning or not losing by seven. So. I have Buffalo main managing to keep Lamar Jackson in line a little bit and moving on to the AFC Championship game. I do believe Kansas City is going to beat the Browns. I'm not totally totally sure if they're going to cover that spread, though. It's 10 for the Chiefs. Mm. That seems a little high after what we just witnessed on Saturday, uh, Sunday night. Yeah. <sighs> So I'm kind of like, but, I don't know. you know, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and they, uh, they in the business of uh, proving everybody wrong. And see, that's the one thing about the Chiefs. If they would have been down to the Browns last week by 28, we wouldn't have been that panicked because we know it's the Chiefs. They could probably come back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then yeah, if, well, I will give it to Roethlisberger. He did have 500 yards, and I think the look on the man's face kind of was like. I still want to be a Steelers fan because he was just—he was distraught, dude. He was sad. So yeah, and I think uh, Breeze and the Saints are gonna somehow pull this out and beat Tampa Bay. So I hope so. I do too. And we're Florida boys, but I don't want uh, 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 Tom Brady. No. Yeah. No. No, Tom Brady. I'm done with Tom Brady. Tom Brady needs to go away. <laughs> Anyways, all right, man. That does it for us. Of course, we're off until Saturday when we bring him back some more wrestling talk. It's Wrestling been, talk, baby. Things have been getting kind of interesting, to say the least, in the world of sports entertainment. Because <laughs> we've had some weird things happening of late, so... Stay tuned and find out what we're going to be talking about this week because we're kind of surprised what we already have to talk about this week after Monday Night Raw. So, oh, yeah. All right, man. So, of course, and then we're going to be talking some basketball talk. And if something happens in the baseball world, we'll talk about it too. But until then, it's going to be a ball night on Sunday. So, yes, baby. And of course, we'll be breaking down a divisional round of the NFL playoffs next Tuesday and also giving you our predictions for the conference championships and who we think will be in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. So. That does it for Big Men. I believe that does it for Cooper. Yes. All right. So So that does it for Sports Talk. And as always, keep keep on on talking talking sports. sports.